What's happening, everybody? On today's show, a very disappointing finish to the season for both Auburn and Mississippi State as the SEC drops to 0-4 in bowl games. No bueno. A look ahead to tomorrow's SEC Bowls for South Carolina and Tennessee. We will go around the conference. Also, we'll take a look at tonight's big hoops matchups as SEC play gets underway in basketball. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are locked on SEC. Your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome to Locked On SEC. Great to have you guys along. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. And remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it because tons of stuff to discuss as far as recapping the bowl games. In front of a sellout crowd in Birmingham, Auburn. Got off to a rough start at the Birmingham Bowl, and the Tigers did not get on the scoreboard until a 27-yard Ben Patton field goal cut Houston's lead to 10-3 with three minutes to go in the first half. Brian Harson calling the plays after they fired Mike Bobo, but Harson appeared to have some of the same issues Mike Bobo had. In the game Smoke Monday, he could not escape a second targeting call. The Auburn defensive back left the Birmingham Bowl early as he was flagged for a second time late in the third quarter. He finished the game with five tackles, including one for a loss, but his exit came after he decided to play in the bowl game, even though he already announced his plans to leave for the NFL draft. Ultimately, Auburn was not able to do much offensively. They took a 13-10 lead in the third quarter, but they were shut out in the fourth quarter as Houston scored the go-ahead touchdown. The Tigers and T.J. Finley, a quarterback, were not able to respond as they lost the game 17 to 13. Tank Bigsby, he was Auburn's leading rusher and receiver. He had 96 rushing yards, 68 receiving yards. I would have fed Tank even more than that. Kobe Hudson, he caught the Tigers' lone touchdown. Ben Patton, he made two field goals. Auburn had 350 yards of total offense. But a disappointing finish to the season. Auburn finishes 6-7 and seven overall. I saw some people saying, you know, Gus Malzahn never finished below 500. Auburn was at one time 6-2, and two, remember. They finished the season losing five in a row in Brian Harson's first season. And now the big question heading into the offseason is can new offensive coordinator Austin Davis turn this offense around next year? Will T.J. Finley be the guy, Demetrius Davis? Who will be the guy? Is there a quarterback out in the transfer portal? That could be Auburn's answer at quarterback next year. We know Bo Nix has gone off to Oregon already, but big questions ahead for the Auburn Tigers. Now, the other game yesterday in the SEC, I thought, was the SEC's best chance at a win. Mississippi State taking on Texas Tech in the Liberty Bowl. The Mike Leach offense led by Will Rogers. Although it was a big dud in the Liberty Bowl. State went on to lose 34-7. to Mississippi State with three turnovers. They were just six for 15 on third downs. They got shut out in the second half as Texas Tech rolled over their former coach in Mike Leach. State just could not push the ball down the field. At one point, they were 0 for 7 on pass attempts of 15 yards or more. Four sacks for the Red Raiders on Will Rogers and Leach's bunch 
They finished the year 7-6, and six, losing their last two games to Ole Miss and Texas Tech. Now, state quarterback Will Rogers did hit a program milestone in the game. In the second quarter, he passed the 4,435-yard mark in total offense. That broke a program record originally held by Dak Prescott. But it will be a long offseason for the Bulldogs as they end the year on such a sour note. It was the worst bowl loss in Mike Leach's career. So here we are with the SEC starting 0-4 in the bowl season. And my buddy Jarrett Roser on social media pointing out recent SEC bowl history, including win or loss streak to start each bowl season. Well, last year in 2020, the SEC started 0-1 but rallied to finish 7-2 overall. 2019, they've started 3-0, finished 8-2. Last time they started this rough, you got to go back to 2017, the SEC was 0-3 in their first three games and then finished 5-5. Five five. But 0-4, can they turn this thing around? Well, we're going to look ahead to Thursday's games at 10.30 a.m. Central, 11.30 Eastern. It'll be North Carolina versus South Carolina in the Dukes-Mayo Bowl at Bank of America Stadium. BetOnline has the Gamecocks as nine-point underdogs. Jason Brown now in the transfer portal. The Gamecocks will turn to Zeb Noland, who struggled to push the ball down the field when he got the start for, or when he got starts for the Gamecocks. They will, uh, leading rushers, Quandre Wright, he will not be playing. So they will give an opportunity to Marshawn Lloyd to show what he can do. But overall, South Carolina had the 115th ranked total offense in America. So it is not a unit that can put up Big numbers. This will be a game of strength on strength and weakness on weakness. This North Carolina offense, which has carried the program for much of the past two years, will battle a pretty solid Gamecock defense, while the South Carolina offense will go up against the Tar Heels defense, which ranks 101st scoring. My prediction, I'm picking North Carolina 31, South Carolina 21. I just think North Carolina, a little bit more offensive firepower. They will get it done. Now at 2 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Eastern, it will be Tennessee versus Purdue in the Music City Bowl on ESPN. That'll be at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. Bet Online has the Vols as six-point favorites. Of course, quarterback Hendon Hooker is the driving force behind Tennessee's fast-paced spread attack, ranks 15th nationally in total offense. Hooker has been nothing short of Brilliant since he took over the starting job. On the flip side for Purdue, quarterback Aiden O'Connell, he leads the way for them, an offense that averages over 420 yards and nearly 28 points per game. There's no question it's the bread and butter of this attack. They rank eighth nationally in passing. O'Connell is the primary catalyst for that success. But despite missing some key pieces on offense, O'Connell and Purdue's offense should be able to find some semblance of success against a fairly generous Tennessee pass defense. Remember, Alante Taylor is out for this game. But I think the Boilermakers' lack of a run game will allow the Tennessee Volunteers to focus their efforts on putting pressure on the quarterback, limit the damage done through the air. And I think Tennessee's quick strike offense is going to score a ton. I'm picking the Vols to win it 42-28. to So it may take until late Thursday afternoon <laughs> before we get a win in the SEC. South Carolina, as we mentioned, they are an underdog to North Carolina. We're going to need the Vols to beat Purdue to get into the win column as far as the SEC bowl games go. It has not been a good start 
Could this mean bad news for Bama and Georgia coming up on Friday in their uh, playoff games? We will see. All right, when we return here on Locked on SEC, we will go around the conference. We'll also preview a little bit of the SEC hoops action coming up tonight. Thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And, of course, it is the new year, and that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plants. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. And Built Bar makes it easier for you to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good, you'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky or waxy or taste like a chemical spill, you want to eat healthy but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking this is just not worth it. Where's chocolate? Built Bar gives you that answer. They are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 grams net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. You compare that to a candy bar, which usually has double the calories, usually around 30 grams of sugar, dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, whatever. Throw them all out and replace them with Built Bars. Go to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKED15. Get 15% off at Built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Going along here, Locked On SEC, and we got tons of stuff to discuss all over the SEC and when it comes to football news and everything else, so let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. What a catch! Around the conference. And a reminder, thanks again for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. You can also check out the Ultimate College Football Playoff Preview previewing the playoff games that is available right now wherever you find your podcasts. All right, we start at Alabama as Will Anderson raised some eyebrows this week when he said Alabama is entering the Cotton Bowl and his belief that the Crimson Tide are underdogs and that they've been disrespected all season. Marcus Spears, who played for Nick Saban at LSU, now an ESPN analyst, he said that's just vintage Nick Saban for playing the strings with his players. He said, this is why Saban is the greatest coach of all time. He really has them believing that they are underdogs, and that is not good for Cincinnati. So this is why Nick Saban is the greatest coach of all time. He's probably been grilling them in practice. He legit has his team in Alabama feeling like they are the underdogs going into the playoffs. Now, former Cincinnati player Avery Johnson, he took to Twitter on Monday to say, the Bearcats will beat the Tide. Tweeted out, we beaten Bama. Obviously, if Cincinnati does not knock off the reigning champs, they will be eliminated. So we will see on Friday kickoff set for 3.30 p.m. Eastern on ESPN. Now, some good news for 
Alabama as they're getting back offense corner Bill O'Brien. He's back with the team after isolating following a positive COVID test last week. O'Brien talked about his health during a Tuesday media opportunity. He said he's good to go. He said it's good to hear that virtual coaching wasn't an issue. And he'll be ready to go for Bama in the booth on Friday. Now over at Georgia with George Pickens in Florida with his Georgia teammates following time in quarantine after a positive COVID test. JT Daniels has arrived as well. And Kirby Smart and company, they will be getting ready to take on Michigan in the semifinal at the Orange Bowl. JT Daniels, along with Pickens, was reported to receive positive tests. Now the quarterback has received the all-clear and is apparently in South Florida ready for Friday's game, despite indications that Daniel Daniels, Daniels has recovered. Uh, Stetson Bennett has continued in the role of the starting quarterback all uh, throughout preparation for this game. Stetson Bennett admits he's aware of criticism that has been directed at him. Speaking with the media on Tuesday, Bennett was asked about the criticism around his performance at quarterback. He said, why would I listen to someone who doesn't do this for a living? It doesn't bother me. It's frustrating at times, but all I'm thinking about is being the best quarterback on my team. Offensive coordinator Todd Munkin said, look, the reason Stetson Bennett plays is we think he gives us the best chance to win. That's really the answer to that question. We will see if he is the answer at quarterback for Georgia against Michigan. Over at LSU, they've made another hire to their staff as a familiar name from the SEC. He's coming back to the SEC. Matt House, former Kentucky defensive coordinator, is currently on the staff with the Kansas City Chiefs as their linebackers coach. He's been announced as LSU's new defensive coordinator. Head coach Brian Kelly said, Matt checks every box we're looking for in a defensive coordinator. He's led elite SEC defenses. He's recruited, developed all-conference and all-American performers at multiple positions. LSU's announcement says that House will finish his duties out this season as linebacker's coach with the Chiefs before he comes over to LSU. Now, speaking of Kentucky, they are already down a couple of wide receivers for their Citrus Bowl game against Iowa, but now it looks like one of them is leaving the program for good. Isaiah Epps has reportedly entered the transfer portal, according to On3 Sports. Epps came into the season having played in 32 career games with three starts, began his career by appearing in 26 games in his first two seasons. A little more than a week ago, OC Liam Cohen revealed that Epps and Josh Ali will not play in the Citrus Bowl because they were involved in a car wreck, but it said they were both okay. Over at Baylor, they're getting set to take on Ole Miss in the Sugar Bowl on New Year's Day. We know quarterback Matt Corral will be playing in the game for Ole Miss. As for Baylor, their starting quarterback, Jerry Bohannon, is now fully healthy after suffering a hamstring injury late in the regular season. On Tuesday, their offensive coordinator, Jeff Grimes, says he anticipates Bohannon being 100% for the Sugar Bowl. That'll kick off Saturday night at 8.45 p.m. Eastern. Arkansas, they're preparing to take on Penn State in the Outback Bowl on New Year's Day in Tampa. One player for the Nittany Lions that the uh, Razorbacks were likely game prepping for is Jahan Dotson, their wide receiver, who's all Big Ten first-team selection. Well, Dotson has played his final down in Penn State uniform. He announced on Monday that he will skip the Outback Bowl to prepare for the draft. So, good news for Arkansas. The coaching staff in Gainesville continues to be shaken up a little bit. Florida special team staffer Shane Graham of course, former NFL kicker. He joined Dan Mullen's staff ahead of this season. He will not be with the program moving forward, they announced. 
Chip Lindsey's tenure as offensive coordinator at FAU did not last two weeks. Reports from mid-December stated that Lindsey had been brought on as the Owls' new OC. But on Monday, UCF announced that Lindsey has been hired as the Knights' OC and quarterbacks coach, reuniting him with former Auburn coach Gus Malzahn. Lindsey was an offensive assistant under Malzahn at Auburn in 2013 served as OC and quarterback coach in 2018 and 2017. Lastly, Reese Davis took some time recently to reveal which destination had the best atmosphere for ESPN's college game day this season. So you think, oh, we went to a lot of SEC campuses. Surely it had to be an SEC one. Reese Davis said it was Cincinnati. He said it was a half notch below his favorite stop, which was Washington State. But said, man, in Cincinnati, they were so fired up for their team. They were fired up for the validation that having game day come to campus, uh, bringing them there was absolutely electric. said, I mean, there were thousands of people as far as you could see back on the main quad area of campus. So, sounds like a challenge has been issued for the SEC next year. When the college game day comes to your campus, let's blow them away, all right? This Cincinnati crap about having the best... uh, college game day atmosphere and they have it that is around the conference when we return we will uh preview the sec hoops action getting underway tonight some really really good games we'll do that next of course bet online has got you covered this holiday season with more props odds and lines than ever before as we march towards the college football playoffs happening this weekend of course nfl playoffs right around the corner and bet online remains your number one spot for all sports action this season, head on over to their website. You can do so on your mobile device. Sign up today. Receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get that bonus. Again, from basketball to football to UFC, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available throughout the rest of this holiday season heading into next year. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way for you to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Continuing on here, Locked On SEC. And, man, we've got a good slate of games coming up tonight in the SEC. Set to tip off conference action in men's basketball, but COVID-19 still wreaking havoc on the college basketball world across the country. Wednesday's non-conference game between South Carolina and and South Carolina State has already been postponed. Now COVID has forced the postponement of a conference matchup. The league announced on Tuesday that the Florida at Ole Miss game has been postponed. The Gators are dealing with COVID issues, do not have the required number number of players available to play. The game is just postponed as of now. Neither team will forfeit, and the league will try to reschedule that game at a later date. Now we do have a monster slate of games that are scheduled to be played tonight. We start... With 6-6 six six Missouri at number 18 Kentucky in Rupp Arena. Kentucky's Oscar Shibwe, he has averaged 16 points, 15 rebounds, while Ty Ty Washington has put up just under 14 points and 4 rebounds a game for the Tigers. Kobe Brown has averaged close to 15 points and 9 rebounds a game. Ronnie DeGray has put up 8 points a game. Brown has connected on 24% of the 29 three-pointers he's attempted. Kentucky, meanwhile, they are 7-0 when at least four of their players score 10 or more points. Tigers are 5-0 when they score at least 72. They're 1-6 on the year when they fall short of that 72 mark. So if you're Kentucky, you want to get to 72 points. Mizzou's Pickett has attempted 33 pointers 
and connected on 23% of them. Kentucky's offense is rated 13th in the country, scoring 83 points a game this year. Mizzou has only averaged 67 points per game, which ranks 217th. That, so that should tell you all you need to know about this matchup. Uh, Wildcats should get a win early in the start of SEC play. Also, at 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern, it is number 16, undefeated LSU at number 11, Auburn. Auburn looking for its fourth straight win over LSU at Auburn Arena. Last victory for the Tigers came all the way back in 2016 at Auburn. Jabari Smith, he's averaged 16.7 rebounds to lead the way for Auburn. Wendell Green has paired with Smith, and he's producing close to 12 points and five assists per game. LSU, they're led by Darius Days, who's averaging 15 points and eight rebounds. He's connected on 38% of the 76 three-pointers he has attempted. Auburn, they've won their last six home games, scoring an average of 80 points while giving up an average of 58. LSU, on the other hand, they are holding opposing teams to 54 points per game this season. It's the second lowest figure among, among all Division I teams. What does that tell you? Defense, defense, defense. Auburn and LSU both play some really good defense. I don't know what the over-under is. Go check it out at Online because I would be taking the under in this game. A lot of block shots, a lot of rebounds. Who can pull this one out? It's going to be a fun one to watch tonight. At 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, it is number 14, Tennessee, at number 19, Alabama. Jaden Shackelford, he's averaging close to 17 points a game for the Crimson Tide. Complimenting him is Javon Quinterly, who's averaging close to 15 points per game. The Volunteers, they were led by Kennedy Chandler. He's averaging 14, 5, and 2 steals per game. Alabama has won its last six home games, scoring an average of 84 points while giving up an average of 70. The Vols, they've recently gotten buckets via assist more often than the Tide. They're passing the ball, moving it around a lot more. The Tennessee offense has recorded a turnover on only 15% of its possessions. That is 26th best in the country. The Alabama defense, they are forcing opposing teams to turn over the ball on just 17% of possessions. So that is going to be a good one as well. Other games across the conference. Georgia, they're going to host Gardner-Webb. Texas A&M, they will host Central Arkansas. Lastly in the conference, 10-2 Arkansas will travel to 9-3 Mississippi State at Humphrey Coliseum, 8 p.m. Central. Mississippi State looking for their fourth straight win over Arkansas at Humphrey. Last victory for the Razorbacks in their in Mississippi State's house came back in 2015. Iverson Molinar for Mississippi State. He's averaging close to 17 points. While Garrison Brooks is putting up 12 and 6. For the Razorbacks, J.D. JD Note averaging 18 points a game. Devontae Davis putting up over 10 points, 4 assists. Bulldogs recently gotten baskets via assists a little bit more than the Razorbacks. Arkansas has attempted more free throws per game than any other SEC team, so they get fouled a lot. Razorbacks averaging close to 23 free throws per game. So all those games out there tonight, going to be a great start to conference play. I'm excited. A lot of ranked teams across the SEC. Going to be a lot of fun. Let's hope that the uh, SEC hoop season has a little bit more success than the SEC football season's having so far in the bowl season. Jeez, 0-4. What is going on, fellas? Wake up. Somebody get us a win for the conference. Won't be chanting SEC, SEC very much at some of these bowl games. That is going to do it for this edition of Locked on SEC. My name is Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow as we start to look ahead. We've already previewed the Alabama-Cincinnati matchup 
with our buddy Luke Robinson. Tomorrow's show, we're going to talk with our buddy Dan Matthews. We're going to preview the Georgia side of things as they prepare to take on Michigan. So, getting you set for the big playoff games happening this Friday. And, of course, we'll continue to take a look at some of the other bowl games across the SEC happening on Saturday. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Now go make your second listen. Check out the Locked on Bets podcast with your boy Q and Lee Sterling. Get all the picks you need for all your betting needs. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow right here on Locked on SEC.